0: I'm Jeannie. I'm Rachel. And I'm Nikki from Tyrion's Landing. A podcast member of the Gunna Geek
1: Network. Just like the one you're listening to now.
0: The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out all the other podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. And get ready, because geekiness begins in... three, two, one.
2: Stand by for a brand new episode of All Things Good and Nerdy, brought to you by the Gunna Geek Network. Bringing you the latest nerdy news and geekdom, here are the hosts of the show. Anthony.
0: No pants, all bacon and dick butts. Naki. Anthony, you need to get laid. Willie. I don't need
1: boobs to like a movie.
0: Chris. So
1: when Chris doesn't know how to transition to a new topic because he's flustered, he just hits the button on the soundboard. And sometimes some special guests. As Magneto once said, ha ha ha, welcome to die. If you're a kid and listening, you rock and your parents are awful.
2: A brand new ATGN starts in three, two, one.
1: I really love that Magneto line. I just wish it was better <laughs> quality. <laughs> is that cody (laughs) it's cody that's for like episode something like in the 20s i think when cody came on and he was not on a good mic at the time so it sounds absolutely horrible and i've done everything i can to clean it up as best i can
0: why don't we just get him to do it again because it's not natural then just it's it's cody we can make it natural (laughs) Okay, okay you do have a
1: valid point there we probably could make it natural we don't we don't like it when it's fake Nagi. If we know it's fake, it's not as good. No, that doesn't really matter. I was going to say. <laughs> does, that, does that really matter? Let's be honest. I mean,
0: there, there is a thing called fake it till you make it, and eventually.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure it works in that instance. Sorry, Keith. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, burn on the boyfriend. All right. Well, now that we've insulted my boyfriend, you dicks. <laughs> It wasn't intentional insulting. It was unintentional. That's the best kind of comedy. Uh, Boyfriend, I love you. I'm sorry, I work with Dick.
1: You don't work with us. We choose to do this. This isn't work. If it was work, we would get paid. But on that note, Uh, that was was phrased. She works with Dick. Yeah, there uh, we go. Damn it. Well, Welcome everyone on that note to episode 204 of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast, recorded live on Sunday, April 3rd, 2016, where it's GD snowing now. Yes, it's spring, and it's snowing in two out of the three host locations that are on today. And it's hot as fucking
2: Idaho. I miss weather.
1: So
0: You guys are going to make me forced to quit the show. Oh, yeah? How'd we do that? <laughs> Don't insult boyfriend's boy- skills. Boyfriend has good skills. We weren't we were just making jokes.
1: You do know we just make stupid jokes, right? I know. So there is no insult we intended. We weren't insulting his skills, we were insulting your acting ability basically. Oh, that's true. I mean, there
0: is that. <laughs> it could just be my acting ability. <laughs>
1: yeah, we weren't we weren't really talking anything about his skills. All right. Damn it. <laughs> shit we're, we're three minutes and 50 seconds in and i don't know how we got to where we are bring on the train wreck it's gonna be one of those days uh, if you we guys have a to...
0: train wreck have you ever listened to our show no but apparently lots of people do it's weird you should listen to us we're train i only wreck. listen when i'm not on no see that's the whole point is that and this is a point we we talked about in the panel in c22 you have <laughs> to listen to yourself you only get better if you listen to yourself that's why i refuse to get better and this is why we can't have nice things. That's right. Nice things. What are those?
1: Almost got Chris to spit up a little bit. Almost. Phrasing. Are we doing that too? Phrasing. I mean, Archer's back. There's all sorts of phrasing stuff.
0: Yeah, I could talk about that.
1: I haven't watched. That's it how yet. you get jealous.
0: I haven't actually watched season seven yet, but season six is never mind.
1: <laughs> I see what you're There's doing. up point. I need to watch that show. It is oh, hilarious. God, you do. So if you're tuning in live to the show, you're probably looking at the bottom of the screen. You're like, "Where is the bearded wonder?" Well, Willie is not with us today. He had some other stuff up. Don't worry. He's intending to be on next week. You'll have maybe the full crew next week. We're not sure. You might have three out of four. You might have four out of four. You might have one out of four. We might make Anthony do a solo podcast, because why not? It'd be funny. You keep trying. It ain't going to happen. Oh, I'll set it up for you. I'll just push record, <laughs> and I'll hop off. It's really easy. <laughs> it's really you would easy. you would not like the results Shit. if you did that. I'm just Because I could rant for an hour. That'd be bad. Or entertaining. I'm not sure which. Okay, probably bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably <laughs> bad. Probably bad. So, so what's going on this week, fellas? Or folks? Because
0: I guess... I don't know. Whatever. What's going on I'm this week? I'm not a fella. Um, <coughs> we saw Zootopia, and it was a 100% better choice than Batman versus Superman.
1: Well, to be fair, you don't know that because you haven't seen Batman vs Superman, but you can assume that is the case.
2: <laughs> to be fair, that's not much of a... Yeah. <laughs> it's not much of a comparison. I love the fact that... uh. Uh, This week, Kevin Smith's been talking about the fact that uh, uh, Yoga Hosers is only 3% worse on Rotten Tomatoes than Batman vs. Superman, and they (laughs) spend a lot less money. That is true.
0: Did did you see that it dropped 81% in one week?
2: Yeah, one of the biggest drops ever.
1: But bear in mind, it also had one of the biggest Mondays after an opening, too, just in the sense of full disclosure, is that Monday and Tuesday, its numbers were solid, and then things dropped, which... Probably doesn't surprise a lot of people because once the people around are on the fence saw the ratings, they're like, what the hell? I don't know if I want to see this.
2: I don't even think it was ratings so much it was word of mouth. Because a lot of the critics, let's be honest, a lot of the criticism of it, it was stupid bullshit criticism. Oh, it's not a family-friendly Marvel movie. It doesn't need to be. But there are tons of things
1: wrong with that film that have nothing to do with the fact that it's not a Marvel film. So I was on the fence about going to go see it. I remember last week on the show, I said, I'm planning on going to go see Batman v. Superman this weekend. So Friday night, I was originally planning on, I got distracted with something, I can't even remember what. So last night, I was thinking about it, and then I get a text from SP, where SP then described his experience seeing Batman v. Superman, and to say (laughs) that he described it poorly would be generous, perhaps? It is literally
2: was poor, or he described that the movie was poor?
1: He described that the movie was poor. Okay. And now I can't find I what
0: he said. I don't feel bad for not seeing it.
1: <laughs> Wait, so neither one of you has seen it yet? Nope. Nope.
0: <laughs> this weekend I'm supposed to be able
2: to do the spoiler review. Oh, I don't review. care. We're you can spoil all you it, want. God damn it. Ugh.
1: Damn you people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nope. I'm trying um,
1: to find SP's statement, but I cannot find it all of a sudden. Okay. Okay. Where'd he go? Yeah, he goes. I saw Batman v Superman. Everything up to the final battle was trash. Even the reason Batman fought Superman was stupid. There was no recognizable plot. Things moved on for no apparent reason whatsoever. Batfleck, I was was a giant ass until it was all over. Wonder Woman was the best thing in the movie, and she literally came out of nowhere. Zack Snyder should be banned from all future DC properties. Keep him the hell away from Marvel, Star Wars, and Star Trek Two.
2: <laughs> and if you know uh, SP, I'll, I'll, he doesn't
1: normally just. I'll partially abs-
2: agree with SP. He, partially agree
1: he doesn't generally just savage a movie and what got yeah. interesting for me is both steven and i haven't seen it this is a group tat- chat that we had between neil sp and myself neil liked it i, I can't remember the exact number neil's and i can't find it in here so feel free to correct me in feedback later he either gave it a seven and a half or an eight and a half i can't remember which and sp was like try train's like try two <laughs> <laughs> i give it a seven out of ten same rating i give turbo kid oh there's a second sp rant that i can bring up also it was it was very good it's the most animated i'd seen sp on a movie and he goes i'll I'll paraphrase a little bit he goes neil i don't know what you're ingesting before and during the film when you saw it but it was incredibly disjointed and time hopped on a whim without a thought to the plot the reason batman and superman fought was stupid and easily avoidable and the climax shouldn't have even occurred i'm not i have more to say but i'm not going to spoil it when a seven and a half or an eight try two on a good day when i'm hopped up on laughing gas caffeine and sugar It was an abysmal failure considering the film's raw potential. I wasted my time seeing it, and in fact, I regret that I ever saw it. You know me, I'm never this harsh with anything, much less (laughs) the superhero movie. This was so bad, it pisses me off that WB actually let this happen.
0: (laughs) I really don't feel bad for not seeing it.
1: So what was entertaining for me is both Steven and I are in this chat, and we haven't seen it, and Neil gives his review. I'm like, okay, maybe I want to go and see it. And then SP chimes in later with his review, and I'm like, SP hated. I was like, I kind of want to see it just to see what makes it so divisive. And Steve and I are both thinking the same thing. But granted, when I made this decision, it was about eight o'clock at night. And I was like, the next showing is not until 1030. It's a two and a half hour long movie with like 45 minutes of previews and crap. I was like, I don't know. I don't think I want to go. So what I did instead, I watched the Supergirl and Flash crossover and I'm much better with that decision. Nice. That much better. That that six minutes
2: of television is 10 times better than that three hour movie that you would have seen.
1: So I am not out Batman, here. I'll say flat out. Yeah. So when it comes to Batman v Superman, I have not seen it, but I have heard a lot from different people that I trust, and the opinions are very varied. And I kind of want to see it just to see why that's the case. But I'm thinking it might be more of a Red Boxer now, or a Netflixer, or I'm okay HBO. With, yeah, you know, see, it's a dollar theater. I don't have I'm, any.
0: I'm okay with waiting. A uh, boyfriend saw it, and he's like, "It's not that bad." He's like, it, "Don't get me wrong, it's bad, but it's not that bad." Um, that was... But I, I tend to take boyfriend's uh, opinions like that with a grain of salt because he tends to like terrible fucking things, including <laughs> me. So... oh <laughs> oh, self-effacing. Oh. oh. <laughs> so I, uh... I, I can't always take what he says like that. <clears throat> so I'm just like, you know, rather than waste the money let's go see a movie we both know we want to see. So we went and saw Zootopia, and I am 100% better because of it. <laughs> so Zootopia
1: is an awesome movie, and what was really cool is that I see I saw somewhere Zootopia is in its fifth week, I believe it is, and I think it beat Batman v Superman on Friday Night Box Office this week.
0: It was, okay, so well, there's as a as lot. It should.
1: It's a family film.
0: True. Not not <laughs> to go like super political or anything, but there's a lot that we're dealing with in racism and politics and that sort of thing. And this movie addresses all of it really, really well and how to properly address, like, hey, you might have these thoughts about people, but know that they're the, the way that systemic racism works isn't right and you might have, and, like, this is the proper way to address it and this is the proper, like... Not everybody is what they say that is like what is being broadcast on television. Like, all Muslims are bad and all black people are terrible and blah, blah, blah. Uh, This is stuff that's broadcast on television regularly. And um, they, you know, and this is something, it's a way to introduce it to children without being overt about it, without being like real life about it, but like seeing it with animals. (laughs) See, to me, (laughs) it was,
1: it was. Disney learned their lesson from Pixar in this regard. It's that you can have a family-friendly movie that appeals to everyone, has jokes for all age groups, and also teaches a lesson without being preachy about it. Right. Because they're able to wrap up that lesson in the fact that, hey, it's these animated characters that are living in this world where these events are going on. And Now, when you're young, young, you probably don't make the parallel to what you're seeing in today's world, but... As you get older you're like, whoa, there's actually a life lesson that can be drawn out of this. And it's very smart filmmaking, and I like the fact that Disney seems to have taken those lessons that Pixar had to heart.
0: They did and it wasn't one that made me cry. This is the first like Pixar movie or Disney movie Pixar movie that has not made me cry in like forever. But oh no, Frozen never I never cried at Frozen. That movie was I never
1: saw Frozen because I didn't care.
0: Stupid. It was
1: dumb. (laughs) But like
0: up up is a crier. Oh, fucking I cried. D- Disney got me fucking
2: Agents of Shield. I got caught up in the last two episodes. They had two agents leave. That made
0: me cry. That was fucking amazing. Yeah. Chris ripped off we his. We lost
1: Chris. <laughs> For those who didn't uh, know, I'm five episodes behind on Agents of Shield. So um, I'm trying. Right. I have not seen even the mid-season finale, even though I know what right. happens. But
0: I have. I won't say nothing. what
2: happened, but they made an episode that's two episodes ago that made me cry. I actually teared up watching an episode of Agents of Shield. I couldn't fucking believe it. They didn't kill Clark Gregg, did they? Maybe. No. No.
0: <laughs> Not Coulson. <laughs> you can't Coulson! kill Colson, Even
1: if you kill
2: Colson, he comes back. That's true. He cried does it, just come right back. I
0: cried at Big Hero Six. I cried it. Inside Out.
2: I. Cr- <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're just a big wimp.
0: No. Fucking David. <laughs> he was going off in space.
2: <laughs> He's a talking
1: balloon.
0: Yeah, that has emotions and feelings. Hey. And I cried it Inside Out because fucking Bing Bong!
1: I haven't seen Inside Out. Sorry.
0: Inside Out's really good. <laughs> I can't back
1: you up there on a <laughs> fucking big Bong words, cry worthy or not. Uh, we, should decide, we should decide
2: to open it because I, I need to answer some of SP's stuff about BBS, but should I go full
1: spoiler or just partial spoiler? I don't care one way or another. Naki, do you care? I don't care. Okay, so why don't you feel free to go spoilerific, and do, do you, does this need to be a super dick mode rant? Not super dick mode, but it does need
2: to be, yeah, we need the spoiler alert. Okay, so SP's right about a couple of things. He is wrong about the Batman being awful. The reason they fight makes total sense, because Batman literally wants to shut down the alien. Well, I thought he said Batfleck was a dick. Batfleck is a dick, but it's it makes sense. He's the old, 20 years into it Batman, who has a dead Robin. Who has seen everything fall apart in his city no matter what he tries. like His his Bruce Wayne is fantastic. He acts like an idiot in public. His Batman is fucking awesome. The the warehouse scene, they literally owe money to the the video game company that does the Arkham games. Because he physically did a fight scene that matches the fighting style of the Arkham Asylum games. And it's gorgeous. In fact, I think Batfleck might be my favorite on-screen Batman ever. Like, he's
1: that good. So, I honestly... He's when they the cast, reason to see the film. When they cast Bat... Oh, excuse me. when they, I almost said Batfleck. When they cast Ben Affleck as <laughs> Batman, I am glad I was not one of those ones on the internet that automatically went, oh my god, this is terrible. Ben Affleck's going to be shit as Batman. I said, I kind of want to see for myself. And what I had seen yeah. in the trailers, at least, looks intriguing. And honestly, the reason I want to see this movie is solely because I just want to see... The Batman portion, because I've heard the fight scenes are very Arkham esque. I've heard the Affleck is very good. But at the same yeah. time, I'm like, I don't know if I want to deal with two and a half hours of a Zack Snyder experience. We all know yeah. how I feel about Zack Snyder.
2: Yeah. The the problem is, yeah, it sucks if you guys don't have a second run theater around you because it's worth seeing on the big screen. There are it's it's Zack Snyder. There are giant epic shots that are just gorgeous. That you just want to pause the screen, make it your fucking wallpaper on your desktop. Just fucking pretty. Him walking through fields in front of the destroyed Wayne Manor, like just these amazing, gorgeous shots. Because it's Zack Snyder. He does gorgeous shots. His Batman is fucking great. His Bruce Wayne, or his Bruce Wayne is awesome because he's smart. He does some. He pulls off some good shit. And his Batman is fucking vicious.
1: His Batman the is way a straight he, up murderer, though.
2: Yeah. Well, it's it, it's the other thing where it's it's the 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 we don't use guns. Every time you see him using a gun in the trailer, they're not actual guns. One of them shoots a tracking device, the big sniper rifle, which is an ode to the fucking Dark Knight Returns, where he has a big giant rifle and it shoots a grappling hook after he's scoping people and you think he's going to assassinate someone. And then the big gun that he's holding when he's standing next to Superman when they show the Trinity is a gun that shoots uh, gas canisters with fucking kryptonite in it. It doesn't shoot bullets. But when he's in the car or the Batwing, he flat-out mows motherfuckers down with fully automatic machine guns like it ain't no thing, and crushes cars, drives through buildings. Yeah, Batman himself murders like, you know, a hundred people in this film, and it's never fucking glossed over. It's completely glossed over. Yeah. While at the same time, in response to Man of Steel, they beat you over the head with the fact that the fight with Doomsday happens on an uninhabited island in between Metropolis and Gotham. Like, they hit you over the head with that fact six fucking times during the fight
1: to make sure you know they're not killing hundreds of thousands of people this time when Superman's throwing motherfuckers through building. So I understand why they did that, because honestly one of the biggest criticisms I had for Man of Steel is the uh, not caring the about collateral. collateral damage.
2: Man of Steel collateral damage. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and
1: That was one of the biggest problems. <laughs> And they took it to heart, but they did it in the laziest way possible. Keep reminding everyone, there's no one around. Whereas, like, if you yeah. look at what the Marvel films have done, you see things like that happening. You see, like, the Avengers trying to keep the battle away from civilians and things like that. And yeah. I like how and they've set it the up. Civil War. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you've seen the new Civil War trailer, time. they literally show you the casualty counts and the cost for these battles, and that's part of why they're wanting to put yeah. restrictions on the superheroes is because of these many lives were lost, this much money was cost, and I think that's a better approach. It's to the difference between
2: it. good storytelling
1: and reactive
2: bad storytelling. That's the problem. Batman versus Superman is a reaction to Man of Steel. It's not a good continuation of a story. The the Justice League introductions are ham fisted like crazy. Apparently Lex Luthor hired a graphic designer to create logos I for all that. of the people that he has videos of. That has gotta be the dumbest shit I've ever seen in an email. And it's literally an email set between two characters in the movie.
1: Yeah, that's it's how they awesome. introduced the Justice League, is you get awesome. email with attachments that Wonder Woman yeah. opens up and watches.
2: And watches videos. Now, the videos themselves are really cool. The fucking Aquaman looks great. The introduction of Cyborg with a mother box is fucking wicked. Um, sadly, Ezra Miller doesn't really get to do much, because you see him standing in one spot, and you see a bad guy. And then you see the bad guy fall down, and lightning knocks out the cameras. It's, and you don't. They still don't even show him do much. And in the one sequence where they do show him as a Flash, it looks like shit. So you yeah, have that to look forward to.
1: Well, that's, but yeah, it's
2: it's the Superman problem is is the big problem. Zack Snyder, people say he hates Superman. He doesn't hate Superman. Zack Snyder doesn't get Superman. Well, he solved he, that problem. Yeah, he yeah exactly yeah. Which apparently Chris already knows. The huge yeah, yeah, spoiler. Yeah, don't don't spoil yeah. it for anyone else because it is a big spoiler. <laughs> but. It, it is huge, but yeah. Fucking, he doesn't get Superman. He doesn't get the heart of what makes that character. There's a point in this movie where basically Superman is ready to quit. Like he's going to pull a fucking Nolan Batman and take seven years off. And he's whining. So fucking Superman doesn't whine. Superman doesn't quit. He's an unstoppable force for good. He's the guy that, like Captain America, like those two personalities should mix together. They're the person that does the right thing no matter how hard it is and always does the right thing, no matter what. And Zack Snyder's fucking Superman is a whiny crybaby. That's the problem. It's a millennial Superman. Yeah, yeah but I was trying to avoid <laughs> saying that, but it is. It's a fucking emo millennial, life's too hard, Superman. Which, yeah, that's that's not fucking Superman. No matter what, Superman's the guy that makes the right decision and always saves the day, no matter what. Now, I can give you fucking you know collateral damage, Man of Steel, It was Superman Begins. He'd been Superman for five minutes because of bad story choices. So, yeah, it's kind of hard to, you know, fight gods and save a city at the same time when
1: you have been using your powers for about a day. Well, and that kind of ruined the Kents, but I'll just leave it at that with my opinion on that. I mean, yeah, I mean, here's the takeaway, folks. There's a lot of people that are super angry about this film on the Internet, and that's what's going to happen. There's going to be nerd rage on anything, whether it's merited or not. I don't think now remember I haven't seen the movie but from what I've heard and the reviews and things like that I've read it's not as bad as a lot of these people are trying to say it doesn't meet no. their expectations so they're pissed off and they're trying to crap all over the movie I think is what you're seeing with a lot of folks if you go yeah, in there I would agree with that. go in there with the expectation it's a comic book movie that hopefully you can enjoy and if you have legitimate criticisms like you don't like the way the Superman characters portrayed or you don't like the actions that batman takes those are legitimate ones you can have and you can have those complaints just be prepared to speak about them intelligently don't just be like oh batman sucks i don't like it that doesn't help anyone yeah. determine whether they want to go see the movie or not
2: yeah the people complaining that it's not a marvel film that it's not lighthearted; those i mean they're true but it, it's not a reason it, it doesn't like this film or rate it bad. it doesn't have to be, to be a marvel movie marvel
1: exactly yeah exactly it, Now, I think the thing that really hurt them the most, and we sort of touched on it, is the fact they're trying to use this one movie to launch everything. So there's a lot of ham-fisted references to the Justice League and things like that. I understand why they're doing it, but at the same time, you kind of have to wonder, is it going to pay off? I mean, it's a a two-and-a-half-hour-long movie. The rumor is it's three-and-a-half when you get the director's cut, which is ridiculous. So yeah, I, yeah. I saw Naki rolling her eyes <laughs> as soon as I said three and a half hours. Yeah. If, if you want to torture Naki, strap her to a chair and make
2: her watch the three and a half hour R-rated director's cut of Batman 5 Superman. And let's be honest: if you can make a Superman movie that has an R-rated version, you don't get Superman. That's it's it's that simple.
0: I okay, so and I've talked about this a lot. Is that <sighs> I don't care. I I literally I just don't care. And that was when we were discussing, are we going to go see Batman or are we going to go see uh, Zootopia? Boyfriend was like, it wasn't that bad. I'm like, I don't care. Like, that is literally my answer is that I don't care. I don't care about anything that's happening in this movie because to me it's just, it, it's... it's it. dark, that tells
2: me they're, they're handling the property wrong. It's Batman right. versus Superman. It's two of the most it well-known characters worldwide. That's why it made $400 million as the two names, Batman versus Superman.
0: Exactly. But, yeah, but that should was care. That was my thing for the whole time is that I literally don't care. I don't care. And that's the problem is that I should care because we should be so excited because it's two yeah. of the biggest names in comics. Suncast and just I nailed it in the chat. Care. He goes,
1: They don't give you a reason to care.
0: Exactly. There is no reason to care, and I don't care. So, why? So, he was like, So, when we were talking, when boyfriend and I were talking about it, and my response is, I don't care. He's like, That's valid. And I was like, I I, I don't. I don't care.
1: (laughs) So, what's been interesting for me is my girlfriend's favorite comic book character is Batman. And I was like, Last weekend, you want to go see this movie? She goes, Well, maybe. I don't know. Let me think about it. I said, Okay. And she's thinking about it. And I went, Hey, you do know it's like a two and a half hour long movie. And she went, I don't want to see it then. (laughs) <laughs> Man of Steel wow. left that poor taste in her mouth and the word of mouth going around at that point in time I think it already started to make her realize maybe it's not going to be that good and I kind of get where she's coming from but I'm still, I'm still curious if I can find it at a discount theater which doesn't exist around here which would mean I'm somewhere where there is one I would go see it more realistically it'll probably be when it comes to either HBO or Netflix or Redbox I'll probably go and see it then
2: catch it on an early Tuesday matinee on a
1: <coughs> sick day yeah it's still um, that's still seven bucks.
0: In in the chat room, draftsman left us like a really long paragraph, and it's a really good paragraph. Oh. So I'm gonna read it, and I can't do it in his accent. You have to imagine his accent if you don't know this. Draftsman has a very <laughs> heavy accent. I can't do it, so Jill just have to imagine it for him. Um, but. He says, "I think it is really weird that people do not understand Superman. He's the son of a farmer, like the truck commercial says. They work hard. They tend to be they tend to the fields, the hard the work hard on something that is for the greater good. They sometimes work really hard to see their work dashed by weather or acts of God. Superman does what is right and hard because he has to. He ha- he is the best of us given the power to do more than human beings can do with the best of us to guide his actions and purpose. And." Yeah.
2: That's, so that's what Superman's supposed to be.
0: That's what Superman's supposed to be, and Man of Steel proved that that's not what Superman is anymore. And again, right there, now I don't care. <laughs> it's like instantaneous. Valid. Like I don't care anymore. Yeah, not not
2: caring is valid. That's valid. It's yeah. People that saying that they don't want to go see it because it's not a Marvel film. That I don't find a valid argument because there is good stuff in this movie. Some of it's a little harder to see because of the giant fucking plot holes you can drive a racetrack through. The huge misuse of actors. Like, there's gigantic problems. But, like, literally, I mean, it's worth seeing for Ben Affleck. His version of Batman, like, I'm... This movie made me excited for the trilogy that we know is coming. Because he's gonna get to direct, write, and star in a trilogy of Batman films. Supposedly he's already written the first one. Yeah, those are gonna be ten times better than anything Zack Snyder's done other than maybe watch. So I have have two thoughts to button it up right now. (laughs) Is
1: that uh, Lex Luthor should have been Brian Cranston, and supposedly they had talked to Cranston, but uh, Zack Snyder loved seeing Jesse Eisenberg's portrayal of what was presumably going to be Jimmy Olsen and then gave him Lex Luthor. I have
2: to respond to that real quick. His Mark Zuckerberg is a better Lex Luthor than the Lex Luthor he does in this movie. Yeah, that's
1: true, isn't it? That's the problem. And second thing to button this up. Don't make an opinion of your own is what I'm saying. Um, go and see it for yourself or go and read up on it and see different bits and pieces. Don't just arbitrarily be like, ah, this is going to suck. And don't go see it. Make sure you can explain to yourself why it is you don't want to see it. I understand being like, ah, this sucks, but look into it a little bit would be what I would suggest to folks, because I don't think it's as bad as everyone's portraying. Although there is some horse shit stuff I've seen out there. Like Kevin Smith, like I didn't see the heart in it until I saw it the second time. I saw the hearts in the audience. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Oh, uh, Remember, he's stoned that means a lot.
0: They, that means they gave him a lot of money.
1: Well, no, he, he came out in his initial review and was not glowing, which is very un-Kevin Smith-like, because one of my complaints of him lately has been, Kevin Smith loves everything, so how can I really trust his reviews?
2: Yeah, he he
1: enjoyed it more the second time because he was sitting next to Jason Moose, who does love everything. That is true. That's because Muse is a big child. That's what's part of entertain, so entertaining about him.
0: In the chat room, uh, Suncast has said, so in other words, Ben Affleck is the only saving grace of this movie, and Michelle chimed in, and Wonder Woman.
1: Yes, I've heard that Wonder Woman's like three minutes on screen, which is an over-exaggeration on my part, is probably the best part of the movie. And in that regard, they have me excited to see what they'll do with a Wonder Woman movie. It's not much of an over-exaggeration. As Diana Prince,
2: she basically gets to do nothing. She says like seven words, and walks in and out of a couple scenes in in some nice dresses. She has
0: pretty dresses, I'm told.
2: Yeah, a complete waste of that character in this movie. But when she does show up in costume as Wonder Woman, the the fighting that she does is awesome. Gal Gadot looks great in the costume. And there's a sequence where literally Doomsday bitch slaps her into a wall and she grins at him like, bitch, it's on. That was a perfect Wonder Woman sequence. Okay. It's her enjoying like the actual fucking rage of combat. That was really cool to see.
0: All right, then. So we're uh, going to go ahead, Naki. No, I was just going to say, I just noticed that on our uh, Alpha Geek Radio, we are marked very highly as explicit. Yes. So I was just I laughing. Like
1: explicit! <laughs> so, same with iTunes. We have an explicit tag in iTunes, which is why we are not picked up in some countries like China and things like that. But it is what it is. That's fine. So China,
0: why you do love us? We're going
1: to put a button in that. That is it for our spoiler talk on Batman v Superman that only one third of today's active hosted scene. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get some comments <laughs> next week when Willie's back because Willie had very strong opinions on the movie that he wanted to talk about last week, but we weren't going into spoilers. So tune I'll, in. For, I'll make sure I'm here to tell Willie why he's wrong. Tune in for Willie's opinion next week.
0: Jasper's asking, "Where's Willie? He was kidnapped by Waldo. He was.
1: So uh, good luck. He's going to shave him again. Good luck on getting out. And we're a half hour into the show, so I guess it's time to roll into the news of the week. Live from the ATG and Studios on uh, the internet. It's the news of the week. That's right, awesome people. It's that bit we generally use to open the show that we're doing at the midway point of the show because we got distracted. Uh, news of the week. We do what we want. Exactly. News of the week's our chance, yep. basically, to tell you what we think is the coolest news of the week instead of bitching about a movie for twenty minutes that two thirds of us haven't seen. <clears throat> yeah, that <laughs> helps our credibility a lot, I'm sure. So. Um, I'll go first for my news of the week and it is hey that little film that could Deadpool is now the highest rated R excuse me is now the highest grossing R-rated film of all time according to Box Office Mojo the film has grossed a whopping worldwide total of 746 million dollars which then tops the previous record of 742.1 from The Matrix Reloaded So the worldwide box office they're winning, domestically it is only number three with $349.5 million. But it's still showing in theaters, which is ridiculous. It's April, and a film that came out Valentine's Day is still showing regular showings here, like four or five times a day is still showing. So there's a chance that it could beat both American Sniper and The Passion of the Christ. In order to do so, it has to top $370.8 million. Oh,
0: I I hope so. I think... The DVD is scheduled to come out in May too. I believe I be you're
1: wrong. correct. That Deadpool. So for April Fool's Day, they posted some stuff, and it was Ryan Reynolds in the Deadpool suit, <laughs> showing awesome. Deadpool on laserdisc and VHS, and saying "Pre-order now," which was hilarious. I uh, would fucking buy those. I want the laserdisc. I'll be honest. <laughs> I would put the
2: laserdisc up on a wall. I have some laserdiscs that I have that my buddy got me that are just nice wall art. I still have a, you know, big movie I sl- covers.
0: I still have a VCR. Nope. Oh, I still
2: have a ton of VHS tapes. I, w- I would buy Deadpool on VHS. So I Watch always that bitch on a loop.
0: I
1: had a good feeling about Deadpool that it would probably do well. I had no expectation whatsoever that this film would make the kind of bank it is making now. It's got 746 million dollars worldwide. The budget was tiny, and for a superhero movie, tiny, not like indie movie tiny. And they did smart marketing. So you know, if you're Fox, you're like we're making money hand over fist. Please learn the right lesson. Don't screw up Deadpool 2 by trying to change everything you did for Deadpool 1.
2: As, as long as it's Tim Miller, as long as they bring him and that same crew back, I don't think they'll have any problem. Because, I mean, literally the upside was this was a movie that's making tons of money now, but even if it broke even, it would have been a success because it's a movie that the people involved with fought and clawed to get made. Like, there, there's still rumors that Ryan Reynolds might actually have been the one who leaked... That fucking footage I that got Tim the Miller fan uprising. I, I, I've heard rumors of both. So, I mean, it's... I don't know if there's actually been a confirmation on either one of them, actually, like, somebody proving who did it. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, these are people that really loved what they were working on and wanted to see it made. And they fought to get it made. That's different than a studio cramming something down our throats.
0: Well, here's the, here's the only thing that I could see as a negatory to all of this is that now all we're going to get is rated R movies that shouldn't be rated R movies.
2: Oh, you mean like the Wolverine and the Lobo that I
1: know Warner Brothers has in development so, right now? The Wolverine I'm less bothered by because if you look at the character, is they're doing it because of the fact he's full of rage and destroys people and slices into bits. You could do a rated R movie for Wolverine and it makes sense. I think they had to see this happen and see you could put a rated R movie out and have success. And for Wolverine, I don't have a problem. But when you start talking about, and yes, I know we're going back half a step here, Batman v. Superman having a rated R cut, that doesn't make sense to me. Well, the problem is, is Hugh
2: Jackman has played Wolverine, what, eight times now? Mm-hmm. And it's never passed PG-13. So they've proven that you don't need to do that with the with that actor and that character. Now you could do an awesome berserker barrage fucking scene in a film, which could earn it the R rating, which will be great. But that's not really the reason they're doing it. They're gonna do it because Deadpool
1: made money. Deadpool proved that a rated R superhero movie could be successful, and I don't think it's a bad lesson for certain properties. Like I was saying, like I don't want a rated R Captain America movie. That doesn't make sense. But a rated R Wolverine or like a rated R Say you did a Thunderbolts movie, I could see something like that potentially, just because of violence and these guys are evil, so you right. can show how it's done if you do it smartly. Now I don't know whether smartly? they can do. Is it that sm- a word? I don't know. We'll, we'll pretend like it is. <laughs> when we're dealing with
2: Fox executives, yes, it is a word because they don't do everything smartly.
1: <laughs> well, they seem to have turned a page now with the X Men franchise, starting with I mean, First Class. It's hey. been pretty good. Which,
0: which okay. This is a thing that has been floating around, and I totally want this to happen, <laughs> is that they're saying about doing an X-Men movie with Deadpool, but Deadpool's the only one who's aware that he can't, you know, really swear he or can't whatever. curse. Yeah. So he'll be walking around the entire movie to, like, save up his one swearing session, and then, like, Stan Lee walks in and goes, fuck, <laughs> and then... You see Deadpool like throwing a tantrum because he can't swear anymore.
1: Yeah, I've seen that meme going around. Yeah. It is absolutely <laughs> hilarious. I wish that it the, would happen. The version
2: I read was that yeah, that Wolverine would use the one fuck in the PG thirteen, and Deadpool <laughs> would just cry because he didn't get to say it. Which that would be fantastic if they could pull that off.
0: Yeah. Oh, that'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> that would. That I I know people who would go to see the movie just for that.
2: So. Oh, definitely.
0: Yeah. So but Ryan I mean, Reynolds
2: actually running around with the X Men. Oh fuck yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I mean, can we talk, okay, I know that we're long past Deadpool, but um, I was watching Comic Book Girl 19, who is a uh, YouTuber, and she was doing her Deadpool review, and one thing that she touched on that we never really talked about is how well Cyclops, or not Cyclops, Colossus. Colossus Colossus was done, and we didn't really talk about that, because fucking Colossus was amazing in that movie. They actually got him right. He doesn't look like a shiny... Silver Surfer clone. Like it was great. It was amazing. They actually got the part when he was in the back of the car. Why didn't
2: he turn to human? It made no sense to.
1: that he would be in the back of the car because as an eight hundred pound wall of metal. It made for better hilarity seeing the car dragging on the ground because he was in there like that. And the real reason being they didn't know what Colossus was going to look like until they did all the CGI work, so you couldn't really put non metal colossus in there without knowing what metal colossus looked like.
0: I mean, there's that, but, they, but it's the but the one is,
2: sticking point of that movie that bugs me.
0: <laughs> but the thing that the thing that I loved was that they still got his character right. Like he is very okay. So if you don't read the X Men comic books, you don't really know that he's like this really like he's he's basically a metal Captain America. Like the way that his his morals align and everything like that. And they really yeah. got that right in this movie, and how he's trying to like convince Deadpool to be like, can you please just not kill somebody for once? <laughs>
2: he's a and goody two-shoes <laughs> he
0: is he's a goody two-shoes and i love it and they i love it that they put him correctly in that <laughs> so yeah sorry i just wanted to say something nice about a movie since we said it's nothing but <laughs> negatory things but <laughs> i tried um, to
1: be positive and talk to good pieces that i had heard, <laughs> heard of but
2: we, we showed um, my buddy's kid uh green lantern last night for the first time oh why did, that, do you hate your buddy's kid He's six. He can't see Deadpool yet. But he enjoyed it. He loved the fish guy. I that that was his favorite part was Tomar Ray.
0: <laughs> I still have the Green Lantern poster over there. And my niece looked at it the other day. And um, she, lo- <laughs> she looked at Tomo Ray <laughs> and goes, I don't know what he's supposed to be, but I think he needs plastic surgery. <laughs> and then walked out <laughs> of the room. <laughs>
2: nice. For, for all its faults, it's not a bad movie. It's fun.
0: It's a fun movie if you don't think about it.
2: Yeah. Like the writers did. They didn't they didn't think about it. <laughs>
0: uh, so Suncast asked in the chat room, did anybody see Benedict Cumberbatch as Ooh. Doctor Strange? So yes,
1: and I actually had those saved up for after we got out of News of the Week having some of the screenshots, but we can we can put a brief pause in News of the Week and bring that up. <laughs> I have I have some of them. They look gorgeous, so beware to people who didn't want to see official costumes or anything. Here are some of the pictures that ComingSoon.net had posted of the cast of Doctor Strange. There's 44 pictures. We don't obviously have to do them all, but holy crap! Does the costume look really good or what? I
2: yeah, kind of Biach and Idris running down the street. They look good.
0: I was kind of wary of of Benny Boo Cumberbano, whatever his name is. He looks like um. an otter. <laughs> He, who looks like an otter to be Dr. Strange. But uh, he he looks really good here. Like, I still wanted the guy from Game of Thrones who plays Littlefinger to be Dr. Strange because I thought he would have been amazing. But this looks really good. And the guy who... Uh, I can't think of the assistant that's running next. to him. Oh, I can't think of his name. I hadn't What's, seen this one without the cloak on.
1: The,
2: the actor or the the character? The character. Was uh, he supposed to be... um Was it Chang? No, Wang.
1: I thought it was Wong. I don't Wong. remember.
2: Wong. There you go. Yeah, Wong is his assistant. But I don't think that's who that is.
0: Uh, whatever whoever he's supposed to be. He's the assassin in, in Serenity and I love him. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Chitwil Ch- 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 well a I thought is how it was said. No, I probably butchered it.
0: Looks like these are the same pictures we're tough. going through.
1: <laughs> his name is tough. But yeah, he's great. So but yeah,
2: I don't think he's supposed to be Wong. I don't I'm not I sure.
0: Mean, I was going to say isn't Wong
1: Asian? I thought so. In the comics. So, Dan Slott had shared some other pictures, and some of them were with Benedict Cumberbatch making the gestures that Doctor Strange does to do the magic, and it looked badass. It's like straight out of the comics. Uh, Cumberbatch obviously was doing his research to see how to do it appropriately.
0: I like that if you look at his shoes, they're making him taller.
1: Yes. Uh, Chewaitala G4
2: is listed as Baron Mordo.
0: Oh, okay. Huh.
2: So, I'm assuming this is part. I'm guessing early on in the film, before Mordo turns that could and be. goes evil. So Yeah, the shots yeah, be, uh, like Benedict Cumberbatch making his little finger gestures and stuff. He
1: looks cool. Yeah, I'll see if I can find that picture here in we just a just second. We can just do
0: that as my News of the Week, because my News of the Week is kind of lame. Okay,
1: well then, we didn't put <laughs> a pin in News of the Week, it would appear. There you go. There we go. Ah, here we go. Um, this is the one, I'll share the screenshot, that Dan Slot had tweeted, so kudos to Dan Slot for pulling this aside. But he says Cumberbatched Ditko fingers is everything. Yeah. Kudos to you, dancelot Yeah, Apparently I'm excited he for that Apparently, he went on one.
0: a rant about Batman vs Superman that I have not read, but I wanted to find. Out.
1: I retweeted the bulk of it, and it was basically so we keep going back to this movie. Sorry, we don't, have to, we don't have to. <laughs> I was just saying
0: that that was just me thinking out loud. We don't have to. We don't have to. It basically comes down <laughs> to a Dark
1: Knight Returns parallel that Zack Snyder had made so it's very interesting it's well worth reading if you haven't paid attention Dan Slott has taken a lot of crap from fanboys because he was not a fan of Man of Steel nor was he a fan of Batman v Superman overall because it is not Superman
0: yep I've I've met Dan Slott a few times and he's such a nice guy like it's it's hard to think of people shooting venom at him because he's such a nice person
1: <laughs> Yeah, but then you remember it's him, then you remember it's on twitter and people just shoot venom at anyone because they feel That's like they're true. anonymous on i the got Internet. venom
0: i got venom this week that was insane i was just like
1: i said i was oh. sorry Naki. god damn
0: it Chris. <laughs> no uh what did i say i said something to the effect of you know i i, I wasn't interested in seeing batman versus superman and i got venom i'm like Fucking, I'm no one, bitch. Like, what do you care? <laughs> like,
2: you got, do you got followers on Twitter, Nick?
0: I've got like a little over 500 followers. I and, and I'm one. assuming, I'm assuming that more of them are just bots than anything. But like, I don't really talk on Twitter much as it is. I, I kind of disappeared after certain people followed me that I really, uh, from my past that I was like, ah, bye. <laughs> um, so I was like, okay. Uh I was going on Twitter to talk with some friends and then I made some comment like Batman vs Superman, no one care Dawn of Nobody Caring. I think that was what it was. Yeah. And holy shit, you would have thought that I uh you know, I, I you would have thought I said that Batman sucked off Superman and that was the end of the movie. Like that that you would have thought <laughs> that, that was something that I said. <laughs> it was amazing the shit that I got and I was just like, fucking really? <laughs> It was just a retweet. Yeah, I didn't even tweet it. It was a retweet, and I got venom. So oh, that's <laughs> even let's put it this better. way: There's been a lot of back and forth on that. I actually retweeted
1: someone on a statement about Batman v Superman that sparked a debate I completely missed between operator, one of the guys I follow that's a, a pretty decent movie critic, and then some dude I never even saw that must have just seen through the Batman v Superman hashtag. And there was literally like 25 tweets I missed back and forth between everyone when I was gone for like an hour talking about the movie. I was like. Holy crap. It was something about comparing uh, darkness. You don't have to be dark to be a good movie and making a reference to Marvel films. And someone took it as a shot towards Marvel. And then just the offense train started rolling from there. And I was like, God damn, (laughs) I love it when I can start a Twitter argument unintentionally, come back, see the Carnage, and go wow, this is kind of funny, and not have to say a <laughs> word.
2: <laughs> Chris causing car wrecks. Jesus. It wasn't it on purpose.
0: amazing. People are so venomous, and I'm just like, guys, I just thought it was a funny tweet. Like, I haven't even seen the movie, because I literally don't care. But it was just, it was, it was amazing. It's just, I, I always find the internet amazing when it comes to the defense of, or the hatred of, something. And it's just uh, amazing, yet terrifying at the same time. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. The funny the, thing the is does hatred well. I just went through my Twitter comments and the, the original tweet that started all this all that had gotten quoted, the guy deleted. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. So I'm not sure if he deleted it just because he was tired of the abuse train that had started. It wasn't really abuse train. It was actually a respectful argument, so I will give credit to everyone that was involved in this one. It was well thought out. People had different disagreed, rather, but didn't start to mudsling and be like, well, if you like that movie, you're obviously a poo-poo face kind of thing. Poo-poo face? Well, I didn't want to curse. Wow. Why? (laughs) Because then I accidentally curse on Mondays, and Steven has to edit me in the Gunna Geek podcast.
0: (laughs) You know, I listened to that. Okay, so I listened to Gunna Geek on my way to work, and there was one episode, because I was doing the backlog, because that's how much I'm in the car, Um, and you guys... And I'm listening, and I keep hearing bleeps, and I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, oh, right. (laughs) It's family friendly.
2: (laughs) Uh, It throws me off, too. It's one of the only podcasts I listen
1: to that's family friendly. It's like, why does this one seem weird? Oh, yeah, they can't curse. (laughs) Oh, you missed it last week where um, prior to the show... Uh, JS had found this Photoshop picture of where they've taken like famous figures in history and replaced their heads with like dickheads. So he just kept making dickhead jokes for the entire pre show and dropping (laughs) stuff into the chat. And we were like, oh, this is going to be a terrible job to edit. It's like he would post a picture and I would just like six lines in the chat room just to clear it off the chat so it wouldn't show up on the video. (laughs) We're mature.
0: See, I want to watch Gunna Geek Live. The problem is I don't get home from work in time. Well, and then al- I'm sad.
1: You can always watch the replay over on uh, YouTube. And I encourage people to try and watch live or watch the YouTube on occasion because the production work that Steven does is freaking fantastic. He
0: does do amazing production work there. I will. Yeah, because I, I, I've, I've watched the replay and i have always sad that I always miss it because it's like I want to see it live. But unfortunately, I don't get home from work until super late, so sadness. Well,
1: I mean, we don't generally start until 9 p.m. even though it's supposed to be at 8.45 p.m. Eastern, but that's neither here nor there. We've got, we're running short <laughs> on time. I know Anthony had a story. What'd you have for us, Anthony? Uh, I just had a
2: quick one. You were talking about uh, uh, movie executive learning the right lesson from Deadpool, and the Suicide Squad is going back for reshoots to add comedy. <laughs> uh, apparently, according to this Nerdist article um, from an insider source saying that all the funny parts are in the trailer, and so after the huge success of Deadpool, they're seeing uh, reshoots being done on the Suicide Squad movie, which it's on that one, I, I look at it it's kind of it's damned if they do, damned if they don't. If it's super dark again, then we're going to complain that Warner Brothers still didn't get the characters and didn't get the humor of the book, and so it's just another dark-ass movie. They go back and do reshoots because of Deadpool's success. Well, then they're just trying to copy Deadpool, I mean, on this one, they're, they're really in a no-win situation, but the fact that hopefully there's some DC executives and Warner Brothers executives that are pushing to get some more humor into the films that should have it is, you know, lo- looks good for their future, where hopefully not every movie will be trying to be a goddamn Nolan clone, and they will have some levity in the DC universe, and maybe once some character will be allowed to smile, like, I'm hoping, maybe, besides the Joker. But yeah, apparently they're doing reshoots. They're going to add some comedy to it. So supposedly uh, it's very the,
1: expensive to go back at this point and do the reshoots too.
2: Well, and you got to figure too, a lot of those guys were in just you know full blown six month of workout, jacked up shape. And if it's three months down the line, and those guys got to go back into the gym, because you got to figure Margot Robbie's just hot. Like she's still going to look hot if they just call her up. Joel Kinnaman and Will Smith and those guys, if they went and said, "Hey, I've been working out for eight solid months straight." I'm going to have a couple pizzas and some beer now and enjoy a week off, and they go put on 20 pounds. Like, they might have to get their ass back in the gym before they can go put their suits back on. Well, and Jared I take Leto. offense
0: to what you said. Do you know how much work it is to be hot?
2: I don't know. I, I'm not sure. Margot. I think Margot Robbie just wakes up looking that good. Like, no, she see, just I, looks I, good.
0: I, I, I take offense <laughs> to that. Do you know? Okay, so, uh, uh, uh Anthony, You make me want (laughs) to pop your head sometimes. Like, seriously. That's what I'm here for! It is so aggravating to hear things like that. It takes so much work to get your body to that shape. And yes, she has personal trainers and people to cook for her and all that shit. But it is a lot of goddamn
2: work. I don't think Margot Robbie left the set and then started eating pizzas and drinking beer. She could! She could! She might have, but I highly doubt it because she's a gorgeous woman in Hollywood and I don't think she would want to gain a pound. Now, the guys, however, I've seen a lot of off-season guys in Hollywood where if they're not training for a film, they start putting on that weight, a lot of them, pretty quick. And, I mean, we're talking about guys that when they go into a sequence, they want to try and look like Ryan Reynolds with a fucking eight-pack. So it's not just that they're not in shape. They want to be in ungodly shape.
0: I'm going to squish you like this, like a bug, because it is... A lot of goddamn work. (laughs) It really is. Like, do you think that we just wake up in the morning and we just fucking look good? Because, newsflash, girls don't look good like that. Nobody does. Nobody rolls out of bed and is just like, we're fucking great. Look at me. I am skinny and attractive. Nobody's like that. Nobody is fucking like that. (laughs) I will squish your goddamn head. (laughs) I will make it explode.
2: You're going to need longer arms, Naki.
0: And I will do it. I will do it. And I will smile because I put a lot of goddamn work into my arms. <laughs> <laughs> I do not I do not lift two hundred pounds for no goddamn reason.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's Sorry. so fun to rile Naki up.
1: <sighs> <sighs> uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Anthony. just staying clear of this one. <laughs>
0: It's like when I went on my rant about Daredevil last week, and nobody heard it because it was after the show.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's on the YouTube video, I think, still, but I did not cut into the show because I am lazy. Ah, There you go. If you
0: want to hear my rant about Asians and Marvel properties, you can go ahead to the end of last week's video, and you can hear it because I was so angry. (laughs) And why Iron Fish should be white! And it is why why Iron Fish should be white. Like, Huffington Post actually posted an article this week about that. And I was going to talk about it. And then I was like, you know what? I've already gotten enough venom this week. I really don't feel like listening to more. And then Anthony Wynn said something fucking sexist, and I went off on him anyways.
2: Uh, <laughs> oh, it's so much fun.
0: <sighs>
2: why? Just to get you riled up. I know the whole cast has to get back in the gym. But if I said it that way, it wouldn't fucking be entertaining. Okay.
0: It in the <laughs> <fucking> t- <laughs> i can lift you and i will so uh, and i will throw you out of the window <laughs> real quick before we start
1: wrapping things up suppose there's a 12 minute sneak preview of uh the killing joke available online now legit yes i just got that notification
0: i just got that notification so, so. i know
1: what i'll be doing post atgn today which You're, is yeah watching directly after this 12 minute clip <laughs> of uh mark hamill and Kevin Conroy, that'd be awesome. The
2: real Batman and the real Joker. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, what you can't, well, yeah, neither here nor there. Um, But before we wrap up the show, we should probably talk about some of the other stuff that's happening on the network. That's right, we are part of a network, the oh, Gonna Geek huh, Network. Okay. You can go over to gunnageeknetwork.com and find the 18 other shows, or 18 total shows that comprise the network right now. We've got all sorts of cool stuff that might interest you, but we want to highlight something this week. And Naki, what are we highlighting?
0: We are highlighting Better Podcasting, episode 20. So, uh, this is about podcast budgets. Or, the title of the episode is Podcast Budgets. Sorry. Uh, this episode, Stephen and SP kick off their new arc discussion. Dis- that They wrote that weird. Yes, their I new just ARC- saw that. <laughs> discussing your podcast budget they'll answer questions including what it'll take to get your podcast started what other costs you can expect and possible costs if you want to start a tier higher than the basics in the better podcasting download they discuss some podcast stats coming out near of the latest edison research finally in better podcast better pod back that's a segment In better pod back okay yeah that's that's what i thought better pod back they discuss social media so if I'm you're fun. someone who's been kicking around the idea of
1: wanting to do a podcast or wanting to understand the logistics behind podcasting, really go check out Better Podcasting it is a very solid, very informative podcast for the hobby podcaster. And they drop some great tips all the time. It's one of my favorite shows to listen to. Sadly, I don't get to listen to all of them. I kind of skip around because I don't like to hear myself on their show.
0: <laughs> um uh, that was one of our biggest things, Chris, is that we're supposed to listen to ourselves. I listen
1: off. to myself on my shows, but I don't necessarily always like to listen when I guest somewhere else because there's a part of me that feels I'm not fitting in right. And then I, with the flow of things, I don't know. I can't describe it well. It's tough for me to go back and listen when I guest host somewhere else.
0: Yeah, I guess I can say that. I I, I still haven't listened and I apparently um, the, there are episodes I did. That were pretty well done, I guess. But uh, I never listened to myself on Wholesome Addiction. So I should probably do that. You should probably that was back like
1: and do that. It was like two and a half <laughs> <years>. The only, <laughs> only
2: episodes of An Elegant Weapon I haven't heard are the ones I was on.
0: So there's that.
1: There is that indeed. So we're going to start wrapping up the show with a little bit we call little bit we do excuse me called what I'm into it's basically our chance to share with you guys in the peanut gallery or people that are listening later what it is we've been getting into what we're planning on getting into and maybe convert you into liking some of the same stuff we do and I'm going to go first like I said I did not go see Batman v Superman because I got caught up on Supergirl and I was three episodes behind and I finished with the Flash and Supergirl crossover very well done it has the feel of a friendly rivalry versus I'm going to punch you in the face And pure joy
2: with ice cream.
1: Yes, it is very fun. And I started with the Red Kryptonite episode and worked my way up to there. So it was kind of a nice mini arc with the fallout from Red Kryptonite. Uh, Grant Gustin continues to be fantastic as The Flash. And I would love to see them somehow get Supergirl to appear in The Flash universe in Season 3. I think that would be really fun. Just to do a one-off where they meet up again. Because at the end, I was like, oh man, I want to see more of this. Well, have you watched this week's Flash? I have watched this week's
2: Flash. Yeah, because there's no connection. So we don't know when it is that Barry disappears
1: and shows up on that show. So what I'd heard so, is they're a week out of order, basically, is that is this that what week's it is? Flash Next might week? set things up. Now, I have no idea. This week's Flash also very good if you haven't had a chance to watch it yet because it oh, deals yeah. with a lot of time travel implications that are really fun. Flash continues to me to time me race. to be one of the best shows on TV. It really does. And I say that doing an Arrow podcast. I've said that for multiple weeks now that I think Flash is the best of the uh, superhero TV shows on TV right now. No joke. I also Please. Sorry Naki? Nope. Go ahead. Okay, I said I was I was gonna say I also watched the Star Wars Rebels season finale. Very, very good. Um, minor spoil if you hadn't seen the trailers, Darth Maul comes back. Which they'd kind Again? of teased at the end of the Clone Wars. Well he's <laughs> in the Clone Wars cartoon also. I was gonna and say he yes. was never killed I- off.
0: Is it still Sam Witwer doing his voice?
1: It was Sam Witwer doing his voice. So when they put out the trailer for season two, the back half, you don't actually see Darth Maul's face. You kind of see his eyes in a cloak in Sam Witwer's voice. I'm like, was that Darth Maul? And then I realized it was. And Darth Maul is very good in season two. And Dave Filoni, who is the showrunner of Rebels, has said they have plans for Maul in season three. Nice. It is going to be very good, and I will also say, because they've teased it a bunch, you finally get the Ahsoka and Darth Vader confrontation in uh, the finale of Rebels. It is very, very good. I have no clue where they're going to go with Rebels from here, and I'm just super excited to see because it's fantastic. It is a very, very good cartoon and is one that is actually being treated properly, unlike things like Young Justice and Green Lantern. That's a separate rant for a separate time, though. But, Naki, what have you been getting into? <laughs> what are you planning on getting into? Um,
0: I'm marathon training right now. So, if you haven't heard, oh. I don't think I talked about it. Uh, this. But um, my work offers, if you run for a charity, they will pay for you to run the Chicago Marathon. So, nice. uh, I, um, I signed up. I'm kind of an idiot because I hate running. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're honest. But it is on my bucket list of things I'm going to do. I will never be in the 1% of rich people, so I will be in the 1% of something, which is the 1% of people to ever run a marathon. Um, so I am fundraising for that. I will, If anybody's interested in donating, I can throw out the link. Um, I could really use the help because I don't want to pay $1,000 out of pocket, so if you could do me a favor <laughs> and help donate to that, I would really appreciate it. Um, no, you give
1: me a link to that? I'll put it in the show notes with a bit.ly shortener on it.
0: Okay. Um, on top of that, uh, that has basically been consuming my life, But and I've got six months to be able to run 26.2 miles in four hours, about. <laughs> do you it's need going this Yes. If anybody wants to send me that book, for, I, will, I will. For
1: those uh, listening to the audio podcast, uh, the Mario Marathon is about to start up again, and the guys that do Mario Marathon had literally tweeted themselves holding the Marathon Training for Dummies books. It was just like perfect timing, so I had to bring exactly. it up. Exactly.
0: Send that on. Uh, <laughs> on top of that, uh, boyfriend started playing Call of Poopy on my PS4 so Ew. now i've got that your on my... your PS4 is tainted now i know i've got it's yep. tainted on on there but on the other hand he also started playing Bro Force which looked amazing and oh i was kind of jealous that he
1: was playing it so it's funny so i have Bro Force on PC i have unlocked all of the bros now because i've played it so much it is so <laughs> much damn fun i love Bro Force <laughs> and there is a free version on Steam also called The Expendabros that came out in nice. conjunction with the Expendables
0: movies um, so that was really fun. Um, Animaniacs is on Netflix, guys. If you did not know this, Animaniacs is on oh. Netflix, and we've been watching nothing but that. <laughs> and the new season of Archer and the new season of Bob's Burgers, they're also on Netflix. Um, but really, Animaniacs, that's where it's at. Um, and I have also... What else have I been? I've been playing uh, Animal Crossing still. Uh, I read... Um, I finished reading my book about Squirrel and Chipmunk... And, again, Marathon Training, please donate to my cause because I don't want to pay a $1,000 out of pocket. And it's for the baby kids. So it's uh, the charity I'm running for is Chicago Run, who um, they, they raise money throughout the year to give underprivileged children, uh, sports teams, and things like that uh, for them to play at. Because so, if you don't know this, Chicago is the city where you play the game, is it fireworks or gunshots, all year round.
1: Generally, it's gunshots, I'm told. <laughs> Generally, it's
0: gunshots. So we're trying this to keep that North from Chicago. happening. Well, where I work is a good area for that. It's <laughs> awesome. So, uh, yeah. If you could donate to the cause, I'd really appreciate it. And I'm going to send Chris the link now so you can see it.
1: And I'll post it in the chat if I get it before the end of the show, too. Uh, Anthony, what do you mean getting into? What do you plan on getting into? I got another Kickstarter showed
2: up. Uh, Clusterfuck showed up from John Parrish. So I'm excited to read this. Uh, crazy detectives in a world with werewolves and vampires and stuff. Some kind of uh, kind of Roberto Ramos a uh, little manga-inspired comic book art looks really cool. I got that. I am on movie one hundred and seven of my Doug Loves Movie Movie Challenge. Halfway through my April movies, um, and uh, Doug is coming next month to Boise. So I bought the DVD of a movie called Tony. So I have my name tag, and I got myself a ticket to the Knitting Factory here in Boise. So I'm going to get to see Doug Loves Movies live for the first time, so I'm super stoked about that. He's doing a Saturday show in Boise at 4.20 in the afternoon because he's a big fucking stoner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then... Um, oh, I got my uh, first art supply in from JetPens.com. I bought a uh, brush pen ink sampler, and I got myself a couple of mechanical pencils with colored lead. So... Um, Uh, Tressa Bolding, one of my favorite artists that I follow on Twitter and everywhere else, was uh, showing some of the sketches she does, and I asked her which pencil she was using because the one I had, I bought from Copic, the the lead was just too big. I wasn't really liking the way it worked, and she recommended one on jet pens. Went and found it, ordered that, got the brush pen sampler, and spent uh, a good chunk of yesterday just doing uh, sketches, redrawing stuff from Invincible and then uh, inking it with the brush pens just to try all the different ones out. So that's been really fun. I got um, Invincible Volume 9 off of Ryan Otley's uh, website. Uh, A lot of the times, you know, Amazon's got good deals. I like to support my LCS, but the artists themselves will sell their own books when they have copies of them. And Ryan Otley's great because I believe it's actually his wife that runs a store for him, but he signs all the comics that come out of his store, and he usually tosses one or two extras in just for free. So the $40 Invincible Ultimate Collection Volume 9, he had on sale for 20 bucks. It came signed with a copy of Invincible 108, and he also signed that. So a really, really good bargain with a little bonus feature kicked in. So i was been flipping through some Invincible issues again, and yeah, just watching a ton of movies. And unlike Naki, I'll never do a marathon. I overdid my workout last week and spent the last three days... In bed, I even took Friday off from work. So I've been watching a bunch of movies because I've been laying in bed with ice packs on both my knees. I tore something in my knee.
0: Oh, no. Ouch.
2: Yeah, so right after, like the day after being fitted for my tux. So I'm taking a week off, and then I have to get my butt back in the gym just to make sure I don't put on any weight because I I have a nice custom tailored suit now that I have to fit into at the end of the month for a wedding. But yeah, the, no, no marathons for Tony. That's that's not happening.
0: Well, I mean, it's really hard. <laughs> I'm not gonna not gonna not say that because I ran. So yesterday my training day, I was supposed to run four miles. So what I set myself at was 60 minutes, and I wanted to see how far I could run. And I ran 3.8 miles in 60 minutes, which is not very good. Um, I'm not like I said, I'd hate running. I'm not good at it. So I'm slowly but surely Uh-oh. building that endurance up because you got to do at least five miles per hour.
2: So. Yeah, no, I blew my knee out, or I blew the cartilage out of my knee when I was in the Navy, so yeah, running hasn't been my thing for a very long time, but I actually just overdid it on some goblet squats, just pushing oh. too much weight, doing too many reps, and just tweaked my knee, so I gotta, I gotta get that healed up so I can get back in the gym, just because it's not about like getting in any crazy shape like Captain America training this time, but I, just, I can't gain any weight before the wedding, because my groomsman present was a really nice suit, and I
1: need to be able to wear that motherfucker.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: yep. so real quick uh for naki's marathon head over to bit.ly slash naki marathon to get more information there it'll be in the show notes also we'll
2: I'm keep it in there and chris there. also put it in the chat there
1: room it is also in the chat room for those that are there now as well but i think we are going to wrap up the show before we do that don't forget you can find us over at atgnpodcast.com or going you have any feedback questions comments concerns or hate that you want to spew our way send them on twitter at atgn podcast or go to facebook.com slash atgn podcast or best of all here's the last two options email us atgnpodcast at gunageek.com or if you're feeling really froggy don't excuse me call 304-806-ATGN and you can leave us a voicemail we'll play it back on the show uh, don't forget, we stream live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, and you can do the math from there over at live.atgnpodcast.com. The live home of the Gunna Geek Network over at geeks.live and on channel three of Alpha Geek Radio is part of our ongoing initiative to make sure we are everywhere on the internet on Sunday morning so you can watch our shenanigans. Do it, do it. Watch us. I like We're the term awesome. shenanigans. Don't forget the Spreading ne- like a virus. Exactly. Don't forget the next live show from the going Geek Network is on Monday at eight forty five PM Eastern time. It is the official going podcast. You can watch that over at geeks.live. We'll tweet a bunch of that stuff out ahead of time. But that is gonna wrap us up for this week. Naki Anthony, you guys have any last thoughts before we close out the show? If
0: you if you uh, donate to my marathon, let me know and um, I will tweet. Or Facebook you something special. Um, on top of that, uh, go team. Go team. Let's go, go Blackhawks.
2: Little Dead Little Dead Rotting Hood is not as bad as I thought it would be.
1: I have no idea what that is.
2: It's it sounds a, sounds like really, a poorly movie. rated movie. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Little Dead Rotting Hood. It's a zombie Red Riding Hood versus
1: werewolves. Speaking of zombies, the Walking Dead finale is on tonight. So anyone who is watching that, please enjoy. It is supposedly Probably the debut of Negan. Go Negan! I hope Glenn dies poorly.
0: He's gonna be under a dumpster. Sorry, He's I gonna be a under meme. a
1: baseball bat named Lucille.
0: <laughs> I just re- I just re- I just read a, a a meme. I assume he's under a dumpster.
1: That I was thought they, I thought they already season. fixed that. They fixed that one, but
0: we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah. We are a little over, so we're gonna start getting out of here. But don't worry, guys. We'll be back. We promise. We'll come back. Until then, you though. You couldn't get rid of us if you tried. We're like the Herp. <laughs>